where nobody knows your name is not filmed in front of a live studio audience. Hello, it's me, Troy, again. And it's, as always, James. Welcome to another episode of Where Nobody Knows Your Name, a Cheers podcast. And today's episode is from Season 9, Episode 22, Pitch It Again, Sam. Yep, we're at the bottom of the ninth. This episode aired on 28th of March, 1991. It's Sam at bat. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. Very nice. I I like the timing of of this episode, given that we had not long, uh, well, at the time of recording at least, uh, been to a baseball game, which was rather nice. Had a great time. Yeah, we saw the the St. Louis Cardinals uh, against the Chicago Cubs. Yeah. Yeah, very good. Very we, nice. Yeah, we uh, uh, felt the beers come the morn. Um, oh, aye, yeah. I felt, I felt the uh, chicken we got from a unrated... <laughs> Local unrated eatery. I mean, the alarm bells should have rung when they didn't understand what it was that we wanted, despite asking five, six times. I, I want this chicken. <laughs> this one, this specific chicken felt like the scene in blues brothers but with a much more disgusting end result four fire chickens and a coke <laughs> it was a chicken legs or chicken wings four fried chickens and a coke <laughs> it was a this episode was directed by james Bowes and written by dan o'shannon and tom anderson should we get into the cold open yeah yeah so yeah. cliff's coming to the bar and uh, he said, guess who's followed me home? Carla says, a slime trail? <laughs> Pop me straight away, like, open in line, boom, laughs out the bag. Actually, Cliff has a, a Dalmatian puppy in his bag. He says Aww. he was going to leave it, uh, or he's, uh, rather he wants to leave it at the bar as a mascot. And Norm says, I thought I was the bar mascot. <laughs> <laughs> you are, Norm. You don't you worry, son. <laughs> Sam's having none of it, though. Doesn't want a dog in the bar. Doesn't want a dog. Doesn't want a mascot. None of that. And so Cliff goes to leave with uh, the Dalmatian, Spotty, in his bag. But two women go absolutely mad for it. Sam instantly changes his mind, sees the appeal that having a bar dog can bring, certainly for himself, and, yeah, immediately shows interest in in that being a thing. He offers for them to come and have a bath with him and the dog, which is a bit weird. (laughs) It is a bit weird, yeah. You might know the term, but drippings from all the all the like uh, bar taps and things, they all get put in a bucket, and it's called like the the dog swill, isn't it? Something like that, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Also, Dalmatians grow pretty big. Dalmatians um, are, are beasts; they're massive. Yeah, yeah. Not yeah. as big as it is it Alaskan Malamutes. Oof. Yeah, it's like a Shetland pony that thing. That was that's ridiculous. I went to a friend's house once, and uh, she was. Get them changed, ready to go out, and I, so I was in the living room with Sedalask and the Malamute. I get on well with this dog, uh, but but the the dog she hadn't seen me in this place before, so she was taking up the whole sofa and just started <laughs> growling. I went, I'm just gonna slowly back away, <laughs> just <laughs> like yeah, like I could not take an Alaskan Malamute. <laughs> nah, definitely not. Way too much dog. Uh, this small Dalmatian puppy. I think I'd do all right. <laughs> just... Yeah. At least for a few months before it it got a bit leggy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fast though, aren't they, Dalmatians? Oh, I. So, the main show, Woody offers to uh, to take the dog off Cliff's hands and he's like, no, no you know, it takes a lot of, lot of care, a lot of TLC, uh, a lot of time, a lot of dedication. And Woody offers, offers him a fiver and he's like, 
Yeah, go on then. Yeah, because it's a, it's a thoroughbred, isn't it? Pure oh, yeah. Dalmatian. Pia Dalmatian. <laughs> Pia, spelled P-Y-A-A-A-A-A-R. Pia. Present-day Croatia, a historical region of Dalmatia. Oh, okay. Very yeah. nice. There you go. Facts. Snack on them. Facts. Oh, you don't need the dog's swill bucket when you've got yum, all yum, these. Yum, 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 yum. Mm. Yum, 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 yum. I was, I was doing the hand movements then as well. For, you have to do the hand listeners. movements. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. <laughs> Sam comes in to the bar and uh, one of his old baseball players is called... Dutch Kincaid. Dutch Kincaid uh, is kind of his arch nemesis. Norm's, Norm says, uh, you've served him up like 27 home runs over his career and uh, Sam's not too happy about it. He's kind of the, yeah, the, the one guy he can't seem to get past. Uh, but it turns out they're having a, a Dutch Kincaid day uh, and they want Sam to throw a couple of pictures for him. Yeah. Apparently Dutch did some sort of celebratory dance whenever he got a home run uh, and every windmill wind seems to the remember Dutch, it. The Dutch windmill. Dutch windmill, that's Which it. I'm trying to do at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't got enough space. I'd, I'd crack the window if I did it here. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, it's like Usain Bolt's uh, dab, <laughs> is it? Yeah. <laughs> Not enough room. But yeah, so Sam's a bit peeved about this, a bit upset. Then we circle back round to Woody with the, the puppy on the floor. It turns out Fraser has a fear of animals, partly because he was never allowed to have a puppy or an animal of his own. So they go, he's fine, he's just a puppy, you know. Get used to it. Get him around you. Conquer your fear and all of that. And Fraser seems quite uncomfortable with it. <laughs> I'm sure he says, like, take him back. He, he's offered to buy you a beer or something. So it's just like, oh, okay, yeah, cool. Maybe it's all right. Uh, I used to be scared of uh, dogs as well when I was young. And I think it's because we had cats growing up, but I think it's because dogs were generally more energetic and enthusiastic. Mm. And I didn't know how to cope with something that excitable coming at me. You know, I'm fine now because I'm stronger, both mentally and physically, and I can literally keep them at an arm's length to go, yeah, stop licking my face, (laughs) you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, like your dog, I get on with quite well. Yeah. Yeah, man. So I, I had a fear of dogs for, for many, many years it's because I was bitten by one when I was younger. So just put me off for life. But uh, yeah, our dog's lovely. She's kind of brought me around a bit more to being around them and, and being at ease with them. But yeah, for the best part of maybe 20 years or so, absolutely terrified of them. Well, there you go. Happens to the best of us. <laughs> we see the actual Dutch windmill at 7.15. It's it's quite an effeminate and flamboyant celebration, isn't it? It is. Very much so. It's very Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. <laughs> Dutch Kincaid dates over at Yankee Stadium, you know, because mm. they're rivals. Carla does manage to convince Sam to do it. Sam, you know, originally just wants nothing to do with it. He's like, I've got nothing to prove. Going over there, pitching for him. If I win, I've struck him out once. If I lose, then it doesn't do anything for me, right? Mm. You know? Yeah. Uh, but eventually he is convinced, and I think it's because calling Sam a, a woman and things Yeah, like he calls him, like, underpants and, like, just all sorts of stuff, doesn't he? Like, Because when, when, when Dutch first comes into the bar, he asks for a, a yellow-bellied, runny-nosed has-been. And Woody says, oh, I can't make one of those. I'm out of the seats. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, <laughs> and then he, he's talking to him about like him and Sam and Dutch. I'm not afraid of anything, Dutch. And I don't have anything to prove either. Yeah. Hey, you know, Malone, if word gets out that you're pitching to me again, it might give the guy the kind of publicity that would put him back in the public eye. Maybe even in the Hall of Fame. Get out. I can never get into the Hall of Fame. Not you, you panty waste. <laughs> That's Kincaid Day, not Sam Malone Day. Man, what an ego. <laughs> Find yourself another sucker, will you? Okay. Then you got a men's room in here. Oh, what am I asking you for? It's in the back. Yeah, thanks. Oh, uh... I gave my neighbor's kid a Sam Malone baseball card to stick in the spokes of his bike. Now when he rides it, it goes wimp, 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 wimp. He just comes across as a bit of a bit of an ass. I think yeah. I can say that it's PG. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. He's just not a nice person. Like you kind of feel for Sam a bit here, and it's you don't often feel for him because more often than not, he's he's the ass, uh, but yeah. not in this occasion. But as you say, like. You know, Carla's trying to convince him, says he should humiliate him instead. And Dutch kind of winds him up to the point where Sam's just like, yeah, fine, I'll see you Saturday or whatever. Yeah, yeah. We then follow that up with a, a Rocky-like training montage where Sam keeps getting distracted by women every time they walk past and he's trying to do press-ups, chin-ups, sit-ups, whatever in the bar. And then we do see a moment within that montage where Carla's then distracted by a man that walks through uh, and out of the door, which is quite amusing. And Sam tumbles down the stairs kind of mid-sit-up mid or whatever it is he's doing. It gets, uh, it does get very rocky when he drinks a glass of raw eggs. Yeah. Yeah, he's trying to impress a couple of ladies at the end of the bar and there's about six or eight eggs in there. Just, oh, no. No, no, no. There was one of these viral challenges, you know, like the ice bucket challenge and things like this. And it was going around at some of my friends, and I didn't understand. It was, I think it was for um, a similar thing that the ice bucket challenge was for. But it was it was for Lou Gehrig's disease. I think ice bucket challenge. Mm. Um, I forgot what the acronym is, but Lou Gehrig being a, a baseball player who had a um, mobility disease, right? Right. And there was this one which was going around Scotland. But what they did was they had to do a line of sugar like you would do with a line of salt and tequila, mm. then drink an egg and then have a shot of whiskey. And I went, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> what is this combination? <laughs> yeah, that sounds rough. I'd, yeah. I, I found them, find them a strange thing to do. Just give money and say you're giving money. Like it seems like an odd, odd thing to, uh, like the ice bucket challenge, Mm. Um, Patrick Stewart was very classy because he's a 70 year old man and he basically was like I don't want to pour ice over myself <laughs> I'm not daft so I've ordered some whiskey to my room and it's come with a bucket of ice and I've here's a signed check cheers <laughs> <laughs> you're just going classy classy Good guy lad. classy guy that's yeah. it so we get to the Yankee Stadium and Sam's all dressed up in his Red Sox gear Carla starts to get all kind of sentimental and, and, and emotional. Oh, coach, yeah. Focused, I'm psyched, I'm sober. Hey, Dutch doesn't stand a chance. Yeah. Only one thing missing, huh? I know, Sam. Yeah, I wish coach would. He is. Attention, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Well, today's <laughs> sentimental, huh? But doesn't this bring back the old days? Yeah. I want you to get out there, Sammy, grind him into a raw, meaty pulp, spread him on home plate, and slide into his guts. 
Sam then meets uh, Dutch's manager, uh, Cap Richards, I think his name was. He tells him to let him have a home run on his last pitch. So to basically throw the game, tells him he won't do it. But then Sam begins to question whether he can actually do it, as in, you know, whether he has the ability to do so. Carla comes back in and G's him up and then gets all emotional again. But Cap Richards has, has been up to some tricks. Young boy comes in. Yeah. Little kid approaches Sam. Excuse me, are you Sam Long? Yeah. Yeah. What, what, what's your name? Billy Kincaid. Uh, how do you do, Billy? Oh. Now, you, you wouldn't be a relation to Dutch Kincaid, would you? He's my grandpa. I've heard all his neat stories about how he used to help him with those long home runs. I never got to see one, though. I sure hope we can see one today. <laughs> May have to disappoint you there. <laughs> this is the last time Grandpa's ever going to play. It's today or never. Go away, we <laughs> My two brothers and my baby sister are all watching at home. None of us ever saw him at home. Give me a break, will you? Grandpa told us he wants to hit a ball so hard it'll go up to heaven so Grandma can say hello. So it works. And we fast forward a little bit to the game itself. Norman Cliff sat on the bench eating. Uh, one of the players comes in and says, you know, fans aren't allowed here. So no, no, we're, we're Sam's personal trainers as they're sat filling their face <laughs> with nachos and hot dogs and Coke and everything like that. <laughs> this little kid is laying the guilt on thick like an industrial paint sprayer would an office. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it's getting to Sam, isn't it? You know? Yeah, 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 absolutely. The, the, the pressure's definitely getting to him questioning whether he's got it in him, questioning if he's he's good enough. As I said earlier, he's kind of the the arch rival, arch nemesis, and uh, yeah, playing some real mind games. It does fold into an interesting question and theme, which has been present since the first ever episode of Cheers, because a lot of Cheers is about is about legacy, particularly mm. in, in the character of Sam, who is by all intents and purposes the main character, particularly after Shelley Long mm. left. Right. And a lot of Cheers is about his legacy from baseball, but also, you know, in his in his personality. With Dutch Kincaid, if this was his grandson and everything that he was telling Sam was the truth, it's an interesting way to thematically address how that aspect of legacy also exists for whoever Sam's rivals are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'd not thought of it like that, but yeah, you're right. Yeah, Norman Cliff, the personal trainers or assistants or whatever, ball comes into the stand uh, where they're sat, smashes over the the barbecue sauce all over the nachos. It turns out they're they're sceptical at first, but they love it. I wouldn't put barbecue sauce on nachos personally, but apparently they quite like it. I'd eat it, you know. Of course I would. Of course Um, you would. But it could depend on what what grain the nachos are made out of, because you put barbecue sauce on corn, don't you? I suppose if I was just thinking, I was like, yeah, I wouldn't just put straight barbecue sauce in it. But if it had like, I don't know, pulled chicken on there or pulled pork or something that was barbecued, then yeah, it'd be fine. But I wouldn't just put pia barbecue sauce on it. Like it'd have to be with something. But I don't know, nachos, like I'm I'm just like, not simple, but just the jalapenos, guacamole, like sour cream, loads of cheese, like I, keep it uh, simple. I quite often make like a full oven tray of double layered nachos. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've sent you through the photos at times where it's basically gone like, I had a few different 
vegetables or meats and spices and sauces that I needed to use. And this felt like the easiest way to do it. Uh, and I'll tell you, it's it's usually quite nice, but you do need many, many cheese. Many cheese. All the cheese. That make a quadro cajio of <laughs> quadro formaggio of, uh, yes. of nachos. That's yeah. the one. So Dutch is up to the plate next to face Sam. And Carlo, Cliff, and, and Norma are all on the, the sideline cheering him on. He gets a first strike, gets a second strike, and the last one, Dutch hits for the home run. Out of here. That's out of here. Da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> so Sam comes off and explains the situation to them, and uh, they don't believe him. Or at least Carla pretends that she believes him, but says, you know, of course she did, in a quite a sarcastic voice. He's screaming around for this this little kid to, to kind of prove that there was someone there that he'd spoken to about the the, the last pitch that he threw. Uh, but the little kid, Billy, I think his name was, is nowhere to be found. So uh, we come back to the bar and Woody's counting the spots on the dog. Obviously, this is, it becomes very obvious this isn't his first attempt at counting them oh. because the dog keeps moving. Rebecca, much like Frasier earlier, has her reservations about dogs, pets, and Woody mm-hmm. having that dog. And that comes from a lot of her childhood trauma as well. It's not that I don't want you to have the dog, but it's just that I have this, this thing about being completely honest when it comes to lost pets. Okay, when I was 10 years old, I had this beautiful Persian cat named Princess, and she only loved me. She didn't like anybody else in my family. One day I woke up, Princess was gone. My mom and dad said that she got out through the bedroom window. The weird thing is, I could have sworn that bedroom window was painted shut. It's bothered me for years. Then, as you matured, you came to accept the fact that it was your parents who, in fact, got rid of the cat. What? (laughs) My princess? They took my princess? Oh, boy. Me and my big mouth. Why don't I just get down to the park and tell the little kids about Santa Claus? What about Santa? Spotty falls asleep on his, uh, on his shoes. Yeah. He wishes he was wearing his, his sandals so he could feel his his little poppy breath on his feet, which is a bit weird, but yeah, cool. Each to their own. The gang return from the game. Uh, they're still pretending that they believe Sam. They don't believe Sam, and it's evident they don't believe Sam. Yeah. Carla's using her patronising voice. Sam's, of <laughs> course, trying to say, no, I did it on purpose to, uh, you know, for his family. You know, where's that kid gone? <laughs> and then we get three firemen come into the bar, and they're talking about the search that they've just called off for a missing puppy. Rebecca then at the other side of the bar says to Woody, like, you know, you should come clean. And Woody kind of goes a bit sinister for a moment. He's mm. like, no. He's like, make them go away. Because obviously it's their, their Dalmatian, Dalmatians and fire stations, yeah. Mm. They come in and they start talking about the dog and, and how much they they loved him and, and missed him and the things he used to do and exactly what Woody said, like, you know, he's fallen asleep with my foot and all this. And, and so he starts getting extremely upset and he's just like, fine, have the dog back. And then they're like, oh, you know, there's a $100 reward. He's like, I don't want the reward. I just want what's best for Spotty. And he's just like, well, I don't take the reward. Can I uh, Can I come in the fire truck? And initially they're kind of hesitant. And he turns on the waterworks. They're like, yeah, yeah, okay. 
And then he's like, oh, can I, uh, can I pull the siren? And they're like, no. And he starts crying again. And they're like, yeah, okay, fine. He's like, can I wear the hat? No. Can I drive the truck? And they're just like, do you know what? Have the dog back. Yeah, like, like, forget about it. This, this episode <laughs> is, is marinated in guilt. <laughs> but it turns out it was all a bit of a ruse from Woody and he knew exactly what he was doing. Mm. Yeah, just yeah. so he could keep the dog. <laughs> then Dutch shows up because he, he sensed that... Uh, Something, as Dutch would phrase it, a cream puff. A uh, cream puff? Yeah. And demands that a score be settled. Uh, even though Dutch hit a home run, hit out of the park, that's not enough for Dutch. Yeah. He admits he has no grandchildren, and they argue over whether Sam could still take him. Then they go out onto the street and settle it like men. <laughs> Which Fraser thinks is pathetic and thinks that boxing's a better way to settle things so two men can scramble each other's brains. <laughs> We've talked about boxing a bit. I think we both went to see it when um when it was on here. I don't mind watching boxing if it's fairly equal, fairly evenly matched. Then it's all right to watch. Otherwise, it's just watching someone beat someone else up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't. I I didn't go to the boxing. I went to the the rugby sevens. You're on about for the Commonwealth Games. Yes, yes. Like your classics, like your Ali and Frazier or your Ali and George Foreman good because they're fairly evenly matched <laughs> mm-hmm. but yeah no i've watched some uh commonwealth you'd call semi-pro wouldn't you yeah they tend to do that or the olympics and then they kind of go pro don't they yeah so you i've seen some semi-pro where they're just wailing on them and you go stop he's off <laughs> he's already dead <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's just, it's uncomfortable to watch those yeah, ones yeah you can't really cheer you go he's hit him again <laughs> <laughs> yay <laughs> They play long, long into the night and Dutch just keeps getting home runs and that sees out the episode. Shall we uh, say who the players are for this episode? Go on then. On base, we've got uh, Michael Fairman as Dutch Kincaid. He also appeared in Days of Our Lives, Charlie's Angels, Barnaby Jones, Mrs. Columbo, Taxi, Ryan's Hope, WKRP in Cincinnati, Bossom Buddies, Soap, Lou Grant, Knight Rider, The A-Team, Remington Steel, Hill Street Blues, The Dukes of Hazard, MacGyver, Newhart, 21 Jump Street, Dynasty, Hunter, Night Court, Quantum Leap, Murder, She Wrote, Wings, Mad About You, Bob, Seinfeld, L.A. Law, E.R., Murphy Brown, Apollo 11, The X-Files, Mulholland Drive, Boston Public, Jag, Firefly, Monk, Bones, and many more. Wow. <sighs> Quite the list. How I said that without taking a breath, I don't know. That's impressive, mm. mate. Very impressive. Henry Vonovich as Cap Richards. He also appeared in Quantum Leap, uh, Star Trek The Next Generation, Picket Fences, Third Rock from the Sun, Ali McBeal, Seinfeld, Star Trek Voyager, Ed, Law and Order, and many more. Zachary Benjamin as Billy. He also appeared in Star Trek The Next Generation, All's Fair, The Wonder Years, Day by Day, Get a Life, Empty Nest, Storybook, and many more. James Ellis Reynolds as Fireman Jim. He also appeared in Jacob's Ladder as EMT Bearer. Peter Kavoyan as Fireman Peter. He also appeared in Macmillan and Wife, The Stockard Channing Show, Matlock, L.A. Law, Doogie Hauser, M.D., E.R., Becker, and many more. Mike Knizzo as Fireman Mike. He also appeared in China Beach, Matlock, Married with Children, E.R., Leprechaun 4, In Space, Brooklyn South, and Chase. Joel Anderson as Ball Player. He also appeared in Night Game, Blood Red, NYPD Blue, Dr. Quinn, Medicine Woman, Family Matters, Seventh Heaven, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, Boston Public, Charmed, The West Wing, Malcolm in the Middle, Boston Legal Numbers, Medium, and many more. 
Victoria Barrett as Victoria. She also appeared in Over the Brooklyn Bridge, Hot Resort, Hot Chili, America 3000, Three Kinds of Heat, and Russian Holiday. <laughs> that, that is some titles. They all sound amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Leanne Griffin as Leanne. She also appeared in Designing Women, Matlock, Delta, Condition Critical, and The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Lee Allen and Susan Advance are uncredited as bar patrons. Well, all right then. There you go. The end of the ninth, and the Yankees have won with Dutch hitting all those hits into the Boston night sky. <laughs> Billy, you say. It's it's apparently a small child with some letters. <laughs> Off you go, son. But as usual, before we open our letters, we have to give a shout out to our norms on Patreon. So this goes out to Treb Curry. If you want that special norm treatment, then check out our Patreon page for that and so much more. So we see at the end of the episode, Sam and Dutch pitching it out in the street. How many home runs does Dutch hit as the episode plays out? 226. Correct. Similarly, how many times did Dutch Kincaid score a home run against Sam? Uh, 27. 27 it is. Yeah. Yeah. Another numbers one, but a simpler one. How many raw eggs does Sam pretend to drink? Oh, seven? Oh, it was an even half dozen. Ah, oh, six. You know, someone's substituting for Cliff, so not many trivia questions today. How special? What are we have in? Half a dozen eggs? Half a do- yeah, why not? <laughs> half a dozen eggs. That's going to be an easy recipe for Sorry. our newsletter. <laughs> uh, you could also have... Nachos, Nachos Grande, some, yeah, New York Nachos, but I think, yeah, half a dozen eggs. Half a dozen eggs, maximum protein. If I ever got into gym and bodybuilding, that's that's the name I'd choose, Max Protein. Max Protein. <laughs> <laughs> nice. With that, you'll hear me and John next week as we talk about the final three episodes, uh, the start of the final three episodes for season nine. Look at how quick it's come along there. Whoosh. Yeah. Fast as you like. Thank you for listening, everyone. Bye. Bye.